Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and occasional conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and changemakers. The first time I heard it, I took great offense, but I started to hear it more and more from an older generation who remembers life as it once was and no longer is of a singular expert worker who knew the answer to every question and the solution to any problem, even if no one said it aloud. I guess this is what we get nowadays. It's not an ideal way to start any engagement, but the perfect statement to reflect upon in today's episode of Getting Work to Work. Yes, technology and convenience have changed the world of work, but they have also changed our expectation as customers. How are we to respond as workers? Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 619. I've been talking a lot about it lately in the show, but one of the best things I've done as a creative entrepreneur is to get a job as a sales associate in a retail environment in a department I have almost zero experience in. And over the past two and a half months, I've been able to learn a lot, but also how to use what I already know, my listening skills, my entrepreneurial efforts to fuel everything that I do, whether I'm on the clock or sitting at the desk serving my current clients. One of the things I've been thinking a lot about is our level of expectations when we enter any store or enter into any business interaction. For example, here's something that I've heard in several different forms over the past two and a half months. It's not like it used to be. I remember the hardware store back in the day when you could walk in and tell the old guy behind the counter what you needed and he goes into the back stock room, finds the one part you need to solve the problem you don't even know you're going to have yet. It's just not like it used to be. You're lucky to get anyone who knows anything. I guess this is what we get nowadays. As I walk the aisles of my job and help customers, I hear this often and it's honestly a lead in to an engagement with them. Such a fascinating way to start a conversation. Basically looking at someone saying, are you as ignorant as I think you're going to (laughs) be? At first I took great offense because I was ignorant, but then I realized that I can't take it personally. I'm two and a half months into the job and learn something new every single day. And yes, I'm still ignorant. So in today's episode of Getting Work to Work, I'm going to ask a few questions around this topic of expectations and just kind of talk through the answers of what I think and how I think we got here. The first question is, why do we expect people to know everything immediately all at once? There are some quick answers to this question. Technology has made it easier and easier to solve pretty much every problem immediately. A quick Google search gives us most answers we need to any given question. But the problem is when we bring that sense of immediacy to our interactions with other human beings. Because I'm not sure if you know this or not, but human beings are not computers. Our brains don't function like computers. And don't forget that every single human being is unique and different. And we all process things at different speeds with varying depths between simplicity and complexity. So 
when we expect people to know everything immediately all at once, I want to throw it back and say, if you were in the same position, would you have the same level of expectation on yourself? Most likely not. The second question then becomes, why are we bemoaning the past that is long gone and not even remotely close to the world we live in now? Now, you could ask this question about many things in the society that we're dealing with right now, but for the purpose of this podcast today, I want to touch on the lore of the one man in the town who had the store and he knew his customers, he learned from the professionals. Well, that was small town America where one man, and it was most likely a man, had the small store in the small town. We all know the lore. But today, scale is massively different. I mean, we don't have just one store. We have hundreds. I mean, we have the same store throughout the entire city that you're in, several of them. And to staff them require hundreds upon hundreds of people. Again, with varying speeds, with varying depths of experience and, and simplicity and complexity, varying experiences and levels of education. Not to mention, thousands upon thousands of products available in limited square footage. And the thing that I've realized is this, to attempt to satisfy great customer expectations means that you need to shrink infinite choice and possibility to the exact size of the person standing in front of you. Are you able to do that? Because I sure as hell am not. Another question that I've been thinking a lot about is this one, and, and it applies to everything in the creative world. It applies to everything in our professional worlds as well. What are we willing to pay for expertise? The more people you need to staff a story, you're going to get more generalists than experts. That's just how it works. Because experts are going to be in demand mainly because competition for them is fierce given all the stores and all the possibilities that they could go. But with that said, culturally, our willingness to pay for expertise has changed because the prices experts charge have increased. Why pay an electrician expert rates when you can watch two YouTube videos and pick the brain of an 18-year-old cutting your wire order? Yes, we can do anything ourselves now and have increased success. But real expertise takes years to establish. You could go down the road of, of the 10,000 hours thing, but it's taken me 20 years of daily pursuit to be able to write, produce, shoot, and edit podcasts and videos. And yet people would feel better hiring someone with the confidence only found in beginner's bliss and ignorance. And I'm not saying that as a judgment on anyone. That's just the reality often that we come at it with because money's tight. And so when we have only enough money, we put the expectation of expertise at lower rates. The question then becomes this, how have our expectations changed? Societally, our expectations are higher than ever. We can buy from anyone, anywhere, locally, nationally, globally. And this means that we aren't beholden to the store we walk into. But when we walk into a store, 
we expect that they have what we need in that moment, both product and expertise. And when that doesn't happen, because again, shrinking the infinite to the person's needs in front of us is impossible, what happens? Sometimes people get really upset. Sometimes I get really upset because that's just the reality of the situation. We have an immediate need. We need it solved. But things have gotten more and more complex because the amount of products out there are infinitely complex. So finally, who owns the responsibility of learning and growth? In the past, the worker was responsible for learning and growth. It was really all about becoming an expert. Now, because of everything I've talked about today, the responsibility, I believe, is on all of us. Because the only way to learn deeply is to do our own individual learning and then bring it to the individual learning of others so that we can then learn from others. I learn from every customer interaction, whether it's at my day job or through Chris Martin Studios, and I bring everything to everything. But as I close this episode, I want to ask one final question. What are we to do to lower our expectations? Should we even lower our expectations? I don't think we need to lower them as much as recognize that the world does not revolve around us, our needs, and our wants. When we realize that people have bad days, yes, even you, even me, and that everyone is going through something, and when we can respond with gratitude and grace, we create space for everyone to learn and create a future that can respond to our needs. Seems utopian, yes, but without something to hope for, will our expectations just get higher and higher to the point that we just lose our ability to respond to difficult times? Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.